Shalom, and welcome to this Northern Fire podcast. The title of this message is The Names of God, Yehovah Rohai. Yehovah Rohai is most often translated in English as the Lord is my shepherd. And in the Hebrew, uh, there's no word for is there, and I believe David's intention in Psalm 23 verse 1 was to say, this is the name that I have given my God, Jehovah, my shepherd. I'll read here from Psalm 23. Jehovah Rohi, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Now there are many aspects of our Father God being our shepherd. For this podcast, I will look at one of those aspects, the fact that he leads us as a shepherd leads his flock. David twice in those first three verses refers to the leading of this heavenly shepherd. He leads me beside the still waters. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So the name is Jehovah Rohi. And he leads us according to his name, according to his identity. Now David was a shepherd. Early in his life, he was a shepherd of sheep. Later in his life, he was a shepherd of people. As king of Israel, our father, the heavenly king, had called David and anointed David to lead his people Israel, to lead them in expanding the kingdom from Jerusalem outward. So this is more than a poem for David. This is praise. This is something that was real. This is something that he lived. This is something that he knew. David knew how to lead sheep. David knew how to lead people. He had experience. For him to write this is real life and real praise. Now think about David for a moment as that shepherd out on the hills with the sheep. David learned early that the sheep were prone to stray, that the sheep needed a a solid, steady voice that they could trust so that they could be led to waters and led to food and led to safety. And David took that knowledge and understanding as king of Israel, knowing that people also need a solid, steady voice, a voice they can trust. People are prone to stray. People are prone to fear. People need to be led by the voice of their shepherd. And so David writes this as a way to say, I understand and I'm looking to my Father God. David knew I need to be led. I need a voice that I can trust. I need a voice that's steady and solid in my life. I don't want to stray. I want to be fed spiritually. I want the living waters in my spirit. And I want to know what to do from someone who knows better than I what to do and how to walk. Then later in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 11 and following, we read this, where Jehovah himself describes himself as a shepherd. 
Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand, and his arms shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm, and carry them in his bosom, and gently lead those who are with young. Now don't miss the distinction here that Father God is making. He first talks about feeding the flock like a shepherd. Then he describes the lambs are gathered in his arms and carried in his bosom. Lambs are young sheep. Then he says he gently leads those who are with young. Those who are with young are the mature sheep. They're being fruitful. They're having more lambs. So there's a distinction here between immature and mature sheep. The immature sheep are held in his bosom and carried. The mature sheep are led. And then Isaiah goes on. The next verse, verse 12 of Isaiah 40, Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, measured heaven with a span, and calculated the dust of the earth in a measure? Who has weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance? Who has directed the spirit of Jehovah, or as his counselor has taught Jehovah? So what Father is saying through Isaiah is, I'm a greater being than you are. I'm wiser than you are. I'm stronger than you are. I'm greater than you are in every way. I'm the creator of the universe. I can see what you can't see. And that is why I am qualified to lead you. This is why he's worthy of praise. This is why Jehovah is holy. And this is why we can follow him by listening to his voice. He is the one that can be trusted to lead us faithfully. Now, years ago, I began to pray a prayer because I wanted to be led by the shepherd. I began to pray a prayer based on Yeshua's word in Matthew 25, where he said, I was in prison and you visited me. I said this to Father God. Father, I would like to be in prison ministry. If Jesus, Yeshua, is in prison and part of our life on this earth is to visit him in prison, I would like to be in prison ministry. And I said, Father, I don't know where I would even begin. I'm, I'm going to leave that in your hands. I was looking to Father as a shepherd to lead and guide and find a way for me to be going into prison to minister to inmates for the sake of Yeshua, my Savior. Well, months went by, maybe a few years went by. I continued to pray that prayer and, and trust Father. And then one day, I met a man. I had never met this man before. His name was Jack Sadalski. And we met in a Bible study. And then the next day, just came across each other again. And he said to me, Daniel, have you ever considered being involved in prison ministry? And I said, actually, Jack, I have considered that. And he said, well, let me tell you about Carex, the prison ministry I'm, I'm involved in. Well, that opened the door and through a number of circumstances, uh, Father led me into the Carex prison ministry. Uh, I've been involved that, in that ministry for 
12 years and probably been into prison uh, 50 to 60 times to share the gospel of Yeshua uh, with men who are living in darkness. The point is this, Father is telling us in Isaiah 40 that he will lead us. If we, if we seek him, if we look to him, if we cry out to him, if we grow in our faith, he'll lead us in every way. He sees far beyond what we see. In fact, in Ephesians 2.10, Father says that we are his workmanship created in Yeshua Messiah unto good works, which God has prepared in advance that we should walk in them. So Father not only sees, he has created things for us to do, places for us to walk. And we can't know those places, we can't go to those places without him leading us and guiding us. Now, let me read to you from John chapter 10. Because our Messiah, our glorious Savior and friend, comes to earth as Emmanuel, fully God, fully the creator of the universe, John 1 tells us, and yet born of a virgin, conceived by the Holy Spirit, took on the form of a human being. And in John 10, beginning with verse 25, Yeshua said this, sorry, verse 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. What Yeshua is saying to the Jews at that time and to us today is he is the same as the Father. He is Jehovah. He is Jehovah who is described by David in Psalm 23. He is Jehovah, the shepherd described by Isaiah in Isaiah 40. And he is the creator of the universe described in Genesis 1 and 2. He is plainly telling us that he is the Messiah when he says, I and my Father are one. Just a few things here. In verse 27, he says, My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. The key to following our Savior is to hear his voice. And then he says he gives us eternal life, and we are secure in the palm of his hand. Then he says the Father has given the sheep to him, and the Father is greater than all. Again, referencing what David described in Psalm 23 and what Isaiah described. There's, a, there's this creator of the universe. There's this all-knowing, all-powerful, all-everywhere, spiritual Father who created us and created works for us to do and ways for us to walk, who desires to guide us, who is well-qualified to guide us. We are prone to go astray. We are pr prone to wander and go our own way. And he is the one who will guide us as our shepherd with his voice. So now we have not only a father in heaven, but we have a savior on the earth. And when Yeshua went back to heaven, he sent his spirit to be with us and walk with us and guide us.
almost 20 years ago now, I was standing, maybe more than 20 years, I was standing in my kitchen one day and I felt this presence and I stopped and stood still. And before that, that moment when Father, in the form of his spirit, came into my kitchen, I lived in a certain way. I would have an idea and I would ask Father to bless that idea. And sometimes he would, sometimes he wouldn't. But these were my ideas. These were things that I wanted to do. And they weren't bad things, uh, but they weren't really inspired by Father either. So that day in my kitchen, this is what Father said to me, Daniel, until now, you have had an idea and you've asked me to bless it. Today is a new day. From now on, I will lead. I will tell you what I want you to do, and you will do it. That was a profound moment in my life. Things changed. Things shifted. And I won't say I followed that word perfectly, but I have followed that word, and I look to Father, and I wait for him to tell me what he wants me to do. Just an example of that. After that day in my kitchen, uh, I was out prayer walking and I heard Father say Cloverdale, like the name of a town. And I immediately thought of Michigan, uh, Cloverdale, Michigan. So I, wa I prayer walked for maybe another hour or two. As soon as I got home, I got to my Michigan map to look up Cloverdale and there is no Cloverdale, Michigan. So I remember standing there holding my atlas in my hand and looking up to heaven, and I said, Cloverdale, where? And the, the voice came to me immediately, Alabama. And so I looked up Alabama. Sure enough, there's a Cloverdale, Alabama. And I began to pray, and Father gave me some dates in June, six days in June of that year. And he provided all that I needed, and I went to Cloverdale, Alabama, and prayed for six days. Well, the first day I was there, I met a man named Paul, and he owned a restaurant right on the four corners of Cloverdale, Alabama. And he asked me what I was doing there. I mentioned that I was prayer walking, started to describe that. And he said, oh, I know all about prayer walking. There's a lady who walks this main road every Saturday. She comes from Florence, which is about six miles down the road. She walks past my restaurant. My wife gives her lunch, and she goes on up the road and then walks back again. And she's usually wearing a sandwich sign. This is what Paul was telling me. And on the front says, Jesus loves you. And then she'll have something else written on the back. That woman prayer walks this road every Saturday. And then he said this. He said, but she's not here right now. She's off somewhere else prayer walking. Instantly, I knew that Father had sent me to Cloverdale, Alabama, to fill in for this woman because she was on an assignment somewhere else. This is our shepherd. This is our king, our father. He started with one word, Cloverdale, and as I continued to ask him, continue to seek him, he filled in the blanks, and then he gave me, he sent that man named Paul to me to meet him on the first day I was there to confirm that I was right in his perfect will and to focus my attention 
and to fully motivate me uh, to be on duty to fill in for that woman who was a mighty intercessor for our Savior. So I would exhort you to hear these words again. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life. Seek your shepherd. Listen for his voice. When he says something, go back to him. Ask for clarification. Ask for more. Ask for him to completely guide you. Ask for him to confirm what he's saying. You too can live this life, being led every day, day in and day out, by our glorious shepherd. Now, just to close, I'd like to read to you from John 10, 16. Yeshua says this, And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Now, you understand here, Yeshua is in Israel, talking to Israelites, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he's saying, you are my flock, and I've come to shepherd you. Then he says, there are other sheep, not of this flock. Those I must call also, and they will hear my voice. He's going to bring in the Gentiles. And this is a glorious saying, and we, have, we are seeing this fulfilled in our day. There will be one flock and one shepherd. One flock and one shepherd. And I've experienced this in my travels to Israel. I have been to a place called Sukkot Hillel. It's the house of prayer on Mount Zion. And I've worshiped and prayed with Jews, the people of Israel, who believe in Yeshua as Messiah. And we've gathered in one room, Jew and Gentile, to worship and praise and pray. One flock, worshiping one shepherd. I've been to a ministry in Israel called Tents of Mercy. And this is a ministry that helps uh, the descendants of Abraham, who we call the Jews, uh, come from other nations and settle in Israel. They are humanitarian and they're messianic. That means they believe that Yeshua is the Messiah. And I've spoke to them and we've, we've shared our times together. I've listened to men like Lance Walnow and Sid Roth, who are Jewish and believe that Yeshua is Messiah. I've listened to them preach the gospel and declare the kingdom and be united with Gentiles. This is a miracle. This is a miracle in our day. There is one flock and one shepherd on planet Earth today. And so that's what I would encourage you uh, specifically. Don't try to shepherd people. Don't try to shepherd people for Yeshua. Point them to Yeshua. There's one shepherd. And those of us who are true believers and seeking to grow in our faith, we only need the one shepherd. And so encourage people. 
to stand with Yeshua. Encourage people to listen to Yeshua. Encourage people to follow him and obey his voice. Stand with them and listen to them and help them to know our one shepherd better. Several years ago, I had a dream. And in the dream, I was standing in a wheat field with several other men. It was rolling hills, golden wheat field that had just been harvested. There was stubble, yellow stubble, and there you could see the tracks where the combines had gone through. All of a sudden, in the distance, poof, and there was a group of maybe 20 sheep appeared out of nowhere. Sheep, new sheep in a harvest field. Well, immediately when I saw those sheep, something like this went on in my mind. Those are new sheep, and they need to be taught. They need to be trained. And so I'm the person to do that. Uh, just like a baby Christian needs teaching and training. So I said to the other men, get those sheep over here, lined up on this line facing me. And the line I was pointing to was uh, one of the tire tracks. It was a straight line, one of the tire tracks of the combine. My thinking was, I'm going to start teaching them what they should do and what they shouldn't do. But try as they might, those other men who were with me could not get those sheep lined up in single file facing me. They didn't see the line. The sheep didn't see the line from their perspective. They'd under, they didn't understand what the men were saying. So finally, after some frustration in the dream, two of those sheep uh, broke away from the group and came over to me and be began to rub up against my legs and make noises like bah and other noises. And then I heard this voice in my dream. My sheep hear my voice. And something broke in me that day. I'm called to be a pastor, and many times we de describe a pastor as a shepherd. And that's not wrong, as long as we are not trying to make the sheep our sheep. That we know who is the shepherd and what we're specifically called to do in ministry with the sheep. Point them to Yeshua. Direct them to Yeshua. It's there that I realized that I could stand with these sheep. I could listen to these sheep. I could encourage them. I could point them to Yeshua. First of all, as new sheep, they were clean. It says in the Bible that through the blood of Yeshua, we are washed and sanctified. They were clean. I didn't need to clean them up. And two, by definition, since they were sheep, they could already hear the voice out of what I've taught to you uh, in John 10. They were already hearing the voice of the shepherd. They were already clean in him. They simply needed someone to stand with them and encourage them and listen to them and, and give them some counsel and direct them to the good shepherd. So I exhort you to pursue your shepherd. Hear his voice. Get to know him. And then help others pursue him and hear his voice and get to know him too. Shalom.